0: Cadillac Jack, it's Kenda.
1: And Mark Wills from the Buckboard, my man. Congratulations <laughs> to you and Donna on your second act. My name is Cadillac Jack, and I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019, and I was fired. So welcome to my second act.
0: And my name is Donna Donna, and I'm Kathy's wife, and um, I'm my heart's just really with all of Nashville today and everything that's gone on um, with the tornadoes, so, um, I mean, the the news is still coming in on how many people have lost their lives, but a lot of Nashville, especially East Nashville, has been really, really affected uh, by these tornadoes. And they came in late. They came in at like, I was watching, you know, we have a lot of friends who live in Nashville and I was watching their social kind of different things on the social channels when I heard that, you know, there were tornado sirens and everything. And people were really, it was all kind of kind of rolling in at like 30, 1am 1 Nashville time, which is tough because that's overnight. And you just, you know, pray that people called friends and neighbors and got everyone into safe places. So here's the thing I know about Nashville. Um, they will rebuild and they will help their neighbors and their family and their friends out because they do such a great job with that. That's,
1: The community is already there. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's the heartbeat of the city. Remember when the flooding came through? And, I mean, they just roll up their sleeves and go to work. And that's one of the things that people love the most about Nashville, is it has such a heart, you know? And I'm sure some of the country music artists will get involved and, you know, do some things up there. But um, it was really, really a bad situation. So certainly thinking about everyone there. And we have a lot of listeners to the podcast in Nashville. So, um, Just sending our hearts and prayers with you and um, hoping that everything kind of gets back to normal sometime soon.
1: But it may be a while. Could be a while. Score 57 hype song on the way here today for you to the Appen Podcast Network and Appen Media Group.
0: So mine was Dua Lipa, the new song. Dua Lipa. Home me a bar. Uh, Well, it's called um, Don't Start Now. And like you know, so, so. I heard a question. Mark. No, 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 no. It's like I, I want to sing this was Like I did a full one. Oh, that song. Yeah, Ugh. but I mean, it's like that song that you know if you were in the club, that you just drop your drink, like wherever you're standing. I mean, you may, you may even have a table or a high top or anything. You just drop it on the floor and run out there. <laughs> you know,
1: there's not even like I hold my beer. You're gone. No, you're just gone when that song comes on.
0: Yes, I mean I can just see it in all the clubs. You know, you know what I'm talking
1: about. I do. I'm just not like a fan it. of the song. Here's why I'm not a fan of the song. And it's interesting now as oh, a, a. No. Huh? Are you going
0: to talk about TikTok?
1: No. Although that's where I was introduced to the song. And, and that's why I burned on it so quickly. But no, you asked me not to talk about TikTok. So I wasn't going to bring it up. You did. Oh. I was going to say that as a purely listener now of terrestrial radio, as opposed to it being my life, I listen to the radio differently now. And I'm one of those people that goes, my God, can you please play something else? Do you have to play the same song over and over again? I know. And Power one here in Atlanta is, I mean, it's like the TikTok channel. It's TikTok FM. All you hear are songs that you, I see on TikTok.
0: Well, it's probably the other way too, that they take
1: them from there. Yeah, the well, it's more than that. I but
0: that's mean. what it's so funny because that's what I used to say to you all the time. And you, you kind but of. I,
1: but I didn't have anything to do with that either.
0: No, I know that. But I think I didn't you pick always. Them, I played them. Well, and I would always say to you, like when you were in the studio, if you're just joining us, new to the podcast, you worked in radio for 26 years and then you were. Fired, um. But when you would play the songs in the radio, I used to always say, "Like, do you listen? Oh, have you heard? You know, whatever the new Kenny Chesney song, which is great, by the way. Have you listened to the words? And you, you've never been a big
1: lyrical person.
0: lyrical person. But you would always say, "I don't even listen to them." When well, they're because there's so the much. Studio.
1: Well, when you got a morning show going on, you, you're not listening. On. You're not in there with your, your boots boots. You know, listen. I have been in there on more than one occasion with boots kicked up on the console. But you're editing phone calls. You're you're planning the next. Content break, you're you know, it's all the execution, what's coming up. So, no, we didn't uh, didn't listen to the music when we were in there, but now again, now I'm like, gee whiz, if I hear another post Malone song, circles, jaw, or any of them, stop now, yeah, stop it, stop it, stop it,
0: yeah. Anyway, I love that song. So, if you're in the club with me, in the club. Um, and you can't find me, and that song comes on. It's because you're just, in the middle of the night. Dan- you're in the you're of the dance leading. Form. I am. You're leading. Yes. Party hosting. Yeah. Okay. What was your Core 57 hype song? I think
1: it has something to do with the discussion we had with you and your days at radio station V103 and Ludicrous. Because is he not a part of Outcast? No. Oh. Was no. he not? No. No because uh, okay. well then to scratch all that I've been listening to outcast the way you move and so my whole psychological connection that's kind of like an thing that I had, that I had going on you know thinking that I had attached that song had you know had 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 sought it out after a conversation with Luda or about Luda so turns out that's not what happened at all but I'm my hype song has been the way you move from Ludacris that's
0: like okay no from huh? who is it from outcast okay that's a great like old school groove kind of.
1: <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it and it, it was on live with Regis, and it may even have been prior to Kelly Rippa. And they actually had musical guests back then. Because I remember thinking to myself, what is this, first of all? And what does Regis Philbin think about this song?
0: He probably didn't even know. He may have not even know who they there.
1: But I remember being introduced to it, and I was like, that's a pretty catchy jam. I just can't believe that I was introduced to this song on live with Regis, and who would have been before Kelly? Live with Regis and...
0: Kathy Lee Gifford?
1: I don't think that Outcast came on. Uh, Well, so Regis and Kelly, at least, then. Okay. All right. So that's been my Hype 57 hype song, my Core 57 hype song here for a couple of days now. I love it, cranking it up.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one. Cranking it up. Um, Core 57 has two locations, Milton and Alfreda City Center, to help you. And we're going to go over and do our assessment. I'm sick. (laughs) I'm sick.
1: I have the flu. We'll
0: share our results. I don't know that you'll be very (laughs) impressed, but we will share our results. (laughs)
1: And they're good about coaching you up. They don't tear you down. And and they know you by name and plan your workout around your individual needs and your goals. And it's not your typical gym. Yeah. You know? And
0: after you get your assessment done, you can go online and not, you know you can see all the classes and all of the things that they have to offer. But um, the assessment is the first part. And it's simply to um, allow Colleen and the trainers over there to kind of figure out what the best plan is to get you where you want to go. And everyone has different goals. So
1: And everyone has has different capabilities when Absolutely. it comes to physicality. Is that a word? Physicality? Wow. Yes. Is it really? Is that a word? Do not begin a conversation with your friends about the coronavirus by saying, I heard blank. I heard blank. Because what's happening right now is we have become a world of misinformation in general, which is another conversation we're gonna have, but specifically right now, just about the coronavirus. Do your due diligence, do your research, wash your damn hands, and just the cards are gonna you know, let the cards fall where they may.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not doing any of that.
1: <laughs> Why? Because what, what, what of that are you not doing? There's just so much wrong information out there.
0: Right. So, but I mean, where that's the whole point is where do you go for your information? I think you go to a CDC, verified
1: CDC right. social media account. You watch ABC World News with David Muir.
0: But I'm just going to let the chips fall where they may. I'm gonna, I mean, here's the if you go right now, like is it the, chips or cards? Either one. No. But if you go to, like I was in Publix the other day, yeah. there's no water, right. and at Costco they're putting a limit on how many, like <laughs> I'm serious on how no, many I pallets know. of water social media. you can get, and you know. I'm wondering, like, is this kind of like, I think about you and I, and we probably shouldn't say this, but like a long time ago, we, we bought, will. well, we bought, because we do, but we bought all these um, Tickle Me Elmo dolls. Do you remember that?
1: And and right we, now, yes. I not thought about that since And that we happened. were going to, because what we, we,
0: we thought there was going to be, a, we had heard somewhere that there was going to yes. be a run on them. And so we bought all these Tickle Me Elmo dolls and there was not a run. Like we, the shark had already jumped. and We, we had a storage up, box of on. Tickle Me Elmo's. Yes. And then when Michael Phelps. One a
1: storage unit in that box.
0: Yes. When he, um, what happened? He got he, caught.
1: And he was on the cut He's on the box of, uh, Wheaties. Is that why we have all those Wheaties? Yes. Michael Phelps. Yes. Control? Because
0: I thought it was going to be like something where, I don't know, he wasn't going to be associated with the sport anymore. And like these Wheatie boxes were going to be worth something. Frosted so. flakes. I think. Yeah. Fro- yes. Frosted flakes. It wasn't Wheaties. It was frosted flakes. So should you need a tickle me Elmo doll? <laughs> Or Frosted Flakes, we have them. But my point to this is, I'm wondering if we should go out and buy a bunch of masks right now.
1: I don't think you can find them. Right. But do they even help? There's just... The
0: misinformation. Golly.
1: There. A, it's just a society that we live in today. Because you get, you know, with the, the election going on right now on Super Tuesday, and, you know, there's, there's misinformation about everything with, with, you know, just the different, what, what different politicians think. Politically and what their minds are And and, and predictions for super
0: But you know what There's nothing bad That can come out of Washing your hands So You know how long You're supposed to wash it 20 seconds Wash them
1: And let me tell you something If I'm singing happy birthday There better be cake So what I've done What I had to do What does that mean Well for 20 seconds If you sing happy birthday twice
0: Oh that's that's, the amount of time You're supposed to go
1: Happy birthday While you wash your hands And you were doing the
0: ringing And that's very important They said you can't just Put your hands under the water You have to move them vigorously Through the water With soap I am washing my hands so much. Look at my hands. They're peeling.
1: So I'm tired of singing happy birthday too, which I, I normally don't wash my hands. Very honest. I'm not a hand washer. I okay. am now. That's of, a problem. because of the I'm one of those people that will turn on the faucet and just let it run for a few seconds. And
0: Okay, so if you're at a sporting event or a concert and you go to a port of potty I haven't washed
1: my hands since kindergarten.
0: That is ridiculous.
1: Recently because of the coronavirus, but I'm just tired of singing happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. So I think that you should know we can mix it up. And if you do Jolene... While you wash your hands, you're fine, too. It's Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. From Dolly? Jolene, I'm begging of you. Please don't take my man. And then you do the second. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Please don't take him just because you can. And that's just like, that's 20 seconds too, like happy birthday.
0: I have a feeling that anyone, also, anyone who's listening right now is stuck on the fact that you do not, up until now, you have not washed your hands. Since kindergarten.
1: Baby shark up to and including daddy shark is also 20 seconds if you want to do that one. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: not. You know, the other biggest thing that there's this one is just crazy right now. Talk about misinformation. Let's talk about Garth Brooks.
1: Please. Okay. On social media, very recently, there was stuff going on about Garth Brooks being a communist. And the reason why is because Garth Brooks was endorsing and promoting NFL legend Barry Sanders. And I'm nervous now by giving misinformation. I think it was because he's going into the NFL Hall of Fame.
0: Yes, I think so.
1: Or he's, he's on the ballot. And Garth was wearing a jersey, a football jersey, that said Sanders on the back of it, 2020 was the number. Because it's the year 2020 that Barry, not Bernie, Barry Sanders.
0: Yeah, Bernie's not getting to the Hall of Fame, football Hall of Fame.
1: There are people, Donna, that thought that Garth Brooks was endorsing Bernie Sanders to become the Democratic nominee for the President of the United States.
0: I bet the country listeners came out of the woodwork.
1: Leave the country. You're a communist. They were attacking Garth Brooks. Why? Because of misinformation. As I say that, I'm going to put a Google on this to make sure I know what I'm talking about, but... No, that's right It's it, it's just It's all over it's, we,
0: So how did Garth ah, How did Garth react?
1: He, he I saw one tweet
0: He said Garth thinks
1: Yeah, because he always talks about him Yeah, like the uh, that third, third person, person. It, he, I did see a tweet from Garth Brooks Where it said uh, It was him wearing the jersey And a photo from the back of it So it said Sanders 2020 Or maybe just 20 And he said uh, At Barry Sanders I'll be your running mate Any day Or you know, Garth was poking Making fun of the whole thing
0: Well, and there's misinformation like that. And then there's, I mean, there's like kind of tragic misinformation, too. Like, you know, you were telling me there was the guy who worked for ABC News that was let go during all the Kobe stuff because he. um, He was suspended. He was suspended because he gave incorrect information. Matt Gutman. I
1: think it was. Who's the national uh, affairs.
0: Literally off the air. Yeah. Because he gave incorrect information. He said that all of Kobe's. Family was on the helicopter, and it was not. But he rushed out to get this information out there, and it wasn't correct.
1: All right, a couple corrections. Garth was playing Detroit, which is where Barry Sanders played most of his career, and Garth was wearing a jersey that indeed said Sanders and twenty, but it was not a polit- uh, it was not a political statement. He was not endorsing Bernie Sanders for president, but people took to a thinking that he that he had. Bernie Sanders had some fun with it on Twitter, uh, asking Garth to be his VP and promoting the hashtag number twenty for twenty twenty. So maybe I'm not wrong there. I think that he is. This is a perfect example of not being prepared. You don't you don't t- pick that up and go from there, Don? No. <laughs> Why not?
0: I just don't. But. Yeah, there's. That's the problem, though. People get their information from wackadoo sources. So, I mean, think about it. Social media is the biggest place that people get
1: their information. That's TikTok. That news.
0: TikTok. Everything. Any type of information. It's the first one to to come out. That's where people find stuff. About everything. Yeah.
1: So get your news from the news.
0: And I'll tell you another one. And you told me this isn't true, but it is true. Okay. People are Jolene, refusing Jolene, to buy Corona beer.
1: Jolene, Jolene. Because of the coronavirus.
0: They think that it's... Isn't like crazy, though? It, it is. I mean, it seems so, like... Ridiculous? Ridiculous. But I think there are is. people that just... Well, I think what they're saying is they don't know where it was bottled or whatever. Someone said the other day, like, yesterday, I heard someone say to me, like, would you go to Italy right now? or Would you go to Paris? And no, I wouldn't. But those just, like, popped out of nowhere. I mean... You can't blame the people who are vacationing in like Italy or Paris because they didn't know at the time. I mean, it seems like it's just spreading. You're just going to have to stay home, not go anywhere.
1: If you, at some point, even in the future, think that you're going to have to put your home on the market, maybe you are anticipating huge promotion, congratulations, or a transfer of some sort, or if you just are wanting to downsize or you're wanting to even buy a, a bigger home. Uh, Maybe you're in that part of your life, that stage where uh, kids are on the way. Reach out to Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. Tracy Cousineau specializes in putting your home in front of the eyes, putting your home in front of the people that need to see it the most to get it off of the market, which is what you want to do now. With Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors, not only is Tracy going to move your home she can get up to 18% more money for you while selling your home. Tracy Cousinot invests six figures in the marketing of your home. And they, you know, Jason and Tracy don't refer to the agents as real estate agents because they're not. All of the Uh, team members at Tracy Cousineau Real Estate Experts. uh, Advisors are just that. They are real estate expert advisors. They know the ups, the downs, everything it's going to take to get your home moved when it comes to real estate. Certified home buying, uh, home selling and buying advisors, certified negotiators, and certified luxury marketing experts. They have a proven, repeatable system backed by market research to get you up to 18% more equity than the traditional agent. Tracy cousin with an EAU because you know she's going to sell your home. And let me tell you something. Tracy Cousino is going to do just that. TracyCousineau.com or 855-MY-EXPERT. 855-MY-EXPERT.
0: So spring break's coming up, you know. And proms and prom parties and all this good stuff. And it it made me start thinking about something like if you – Okay, if you were hosting a prom party, or you know how we, we were talking on a previous pod episode about if you take kids down to the beach for spring break, you're kind I mean, you're responsible for these kids. If you see something that someone else's kid is doing, I'm not talking about like doing a backflip off the diving board. I mean something more serious, you know. Do you feel like you sort of have an obligation to tell the other parents what's going on? Like what camp are you in? And, and and here's the other side to the coin If something is going on With one of our kids And someone knows about it Do you want to know?
1: I think it depends on what it is
0: So you don't want to hear bad stuff What do you want to hear?
1: No, it's not that at all It's not necessarily that I don't want to hear bad stuff But also I, I don't want to hear You know Is it coming from a verified account A verified person Does this person have First-hand knowledge of it Or is You getting it third-hand um, So I I think it depends on the charge
0: but would you want to know, or do you want to kind of live in like, or do you feel like that's like an invasion of privacy? Or let's take it one, let's take it the other side. So if we knew something about someone's kid, would you tell the other parents? Depends on what it was. But what do you mean? I mean, you well, either, I mean you're it, either you either going to help someone's kid or you're not. Like, what does that mean?
1: Well, I don't want to meddle. So if it's something that's not worth getting involved in, even though it may be correct. And and for example, okay, if I know that your child is guilty of drinking and driving over the weekend, then absolutely I'm going to, to, to make you aware of that. If it's something, well, I don't know, something um, less. Smaller, maybe. Yeah, it, it, it depends. I don't like to get in other people's business, and I make that a big part. I know that you do.
0: I like to get in people's business?
1: I, I think that, yeah.
0: No, I do not. Well, I think that you do really
1: <laughs> absolutely you do
0: like a i'm not a pot stirrer, i unique. didn't say i didn't
1: call you a pot stirrer, but you have a friend group and everybody's mom, and everybody else's stuff
0: that's not necessarily true i mean i think when you're friends with people you are involved in their lives you're just different you're like a friend from afar
1: oh am i yes this, this, this conversation by the way is not on the run of shows i don't know what's going to be the outcome of this Go for, mean, continue please
0: but i mean like you i mean you're a good friend don't get me wrong no you're a great friend but i mean you don't I don't know. No, it's
1: a friend from afar. What's that mean? Well,
0: you're kind of private. I'm very private. Right. And I'm like okay with getting in someone's business and having them be in my business some, not over the line. But it used to drive me crazy, for example, when someone would come up and I'm just going to use Will, and he wasn't into anything horrible, but when, you know, because he's the oldest one, and they would say, How's Will doing?
1: It's the inflection.
0: And it's the inflection. And it's almost like they know something.
1: And they want you to know by that inflection.
0: I don't even know if they want you to know, but it's it's almost like abating you to see if you know your kid as well as they know them. Does that make sense? It does. And that's when sometimes I get a little bothered. when Because sometimes your kids don't always tell you everything. And then maybe... How do
1: you know though, that they're telling this other party the truth?
0: Well, I'm not saying they are, but I mean, I just think that that's when it kind of bugs me. It's like if you, that question, that line of questioning, well, how's he doing? How's Jimmy doing? Does he like school or, you know, and you're just like, just say what you want to say. If you have something to ask me or tell me, just say it. I don't like that whole beating around the bush. So if you think, if that means I'm in someone's business that way, then yeah, you know, I I might be more than that kind of going around the thing. There's, okay, there's a kid right now in our neighborhood. So here we go. That drives crazy. Okay, this has nothing to do with me meddling. Okay. This has to do with the fact that this kid. Well, let us be the judge of that. Okay. Well, this particular kid ignores stop signs, comes flying around to the front of the subdivision, which is where the bus drops little kids off. You know, we don't have little kids anymore, but that's where the, kid, the smaller kids wait for the bus. And just, it, it's a new driver. And someone said something to his, hers, mother and it didn't go well they were like no that couldn't be every time i ride with them they're like a very responsible driver and i'll use that as an example like if you see my kids driving like that tell me
1: yeah i would i would say something if you i know. if i saw something like that because it's putting other people in danger if it's petty theft what
0: petty theft you're okay with
1: what well, you know what i don't know that i can win anymore <laughs> I'm just going to let you finish because I, I don't know that I can win.
0: Well, no, I mean, that's I, how you I can't heal. think of a
1: good example of something that I would turn my... A
0: blind eye to I, I,
1: I, Yeah. And yeah. so I'm afraid I'm going to get skewered here because no, I cannot think of the right thing. And no, maybe it's not that, petty theft. Well, but, then
0: that means that you're okay with hearing and telling both ways. I think as spring break comes up, it happens every single year. I have had friends every year who get down to spring break or wherever it is, and they're responsible for other people's kids. And these kids go crazy. and you know, you're responsible for them. And then if you share it with the parents, sometimes they really don't care. Sometimes they say there's no way that could be their kids. You know, our philosophy together was always, whenever anyone called us, again, we'll just use the oldest as an example, but like if anyone called us and said, hey, um, I think that this particular kid was involved in this, we would always say, highly possible, let us go check and we'll get back to you.
1: If it was any of your business, we'll get back to you. Exactly. But as parents, we would look into it. And you're right. Yes. We were always very, our, our kids. That's
0: uh, highly possible. Yeah.
1: They're not perfect. We know that, that they're not perfect and, and, and they don't always make the best decisions, but whose kids do?
0: No one's, And I think that's where it comes in. It's like, you know.
1: Most of the time they do yes. make the right decisions oh, yeah. and his mom's and dad's parents were very proud of them for that but uh, come on
0: everybody makes a decision yeah. every now and then but I think it's the parents who it's almost like a reflection of them you know and they just don't want anyone to think that their kids are ever into anything they're perfect right so I don't know I want to know if you know something about you know I, and I always say that if you know something about my kids you know you share it with Donna share on the, it with me the podcast hotline
1: <laughs> Which is seven seven oh four six four six zero two four
0: share it with me
1: seven seven oh four six four six, zero two four, you can shoot us a text. you can leave us an email. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas and um suggestions even about that as well. We are getting ready, I'm excited about this uh we're gonna launch a letter in the coming days, and it's going to be a, a weekly letter that's going to hit your email inbox and it's going to be. Behind the scenes information about the show. It's going to be stories about the stories that we told.
0: Pictures that we can put up.
1: To kind of give you a visual um, uh, angle to the stories that you hear.
0: Yep. We're going to share our Core 57 Spotify playlist, all the songs that we talk about, so that you can go and listen.
1: Specific giveaways. We're doing. Contest right now where we want to take you on a double date the two of us and and you and your spouse or significant other to the Tracy and Lawrence just a more concert At the uh, copper energy performing arts center. Yes And stuff like that that we don't mention on the podcast that that are exclusive And will be exclusive to the weekly letter that we send out and it's absolutely free. I can I had to think about this quite a bit because I didn't want it to become a sales piece and I can promise you it's not going to. I didn't want to do this weekly letter for you if it did not have substance to it. If I did not have control and wasn't able to uh you know write a paragraph or two in each letter about what's going on whether it's in our lives or in country music or in the city of Atlanta or um
0: well, things we talk about, like the people have come back and said, like my my segment that you weren't so thrilled about, my um, Come On, Get Appy segment.
1: We hadn't done that since that one time. How we'll, did that happen? we'll come back
0: around to it. But people ask, like, what are the two apps that you talked about? Did they ask about? what
1: happened to the segment?
0: Not yet. But they did want to know about the, the, the two apps. But anyway, anything that we talk about on the podcast will be included in the newsletter.
1: Very easy to sign up for. And it'll come straight to your inbox once a week. I will pledge to you right now. I'm going to make it worth your time every Saturday when you get the letter to open it up, spend three, four minutes just scanning the photos, uh, reading the silliness that I have to offer for the week. And if you want to receive the letter in your email, text left on red. Now, we'll pause right here for a second. If you're not familiar with left on red and you don't understand why the keyword for my weekly letter is left on red, go back and listen to episode number two. Of the podcast and you'll understand left on red is what you text to the number 22828 left on red 22828 is the number absolutely free make it worth your while check out the weekly letter and uh, all sorts of fun promotions and contesting and that's where you're going to get the first details about my second act we're partnering with uh, gallery furniture in Gainesville yes to give your living room a second act Imagine if you could borrow one of those black or blue CSI lights from the Cobb County Police Department and run Mm. it through your living room, what all you would see and what all you would find. And you would soon realize, if you haven't already, that your living room indeed needs a second act.
0: Well, and sometimes like, you know, from a cost perspective, you can only get like one piece of furniture. You're like, well, I'll just get one chair or I'll replace one couch or one, you know, Recliner, but this is an opportunity to like do the entire living room, you know, in one fell swoop. And so, our friends at Gallery Furniture are going to help us out with this. And if you need furniture for anything in your life, go see Donna and her daughter, Marilyn, and the whole family up at Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. You can't miss it. And they have everything up there. They have mattresses. They have beds. They have living dinettes. rooms. Dinettes, recliners, everything. And the great thing about Donna is um, both her and Marilyn, they will walk through the entire showroom with you and help you out, finding exactly what you need, what you need in your budget, you know, what you need, what works for your house. Um, they do delivery. They do financing Everything on site and great if you're looking for bonus rooms, dorm rooms, but, you know, even just your house. So we are thrilled to have them as a partner and we're really going to kick it off in a big way with this um, contest. So definitely go to your social channels, right? Your Cadillac Jack page and tell us why do, why do you um, why does your living room need a second act?
1: And we're excited about Gallery Furniture there on Br- uh, Brownsbridge Road and will been there forever. Since the Wolfman, God bless him, the Wolfman. Remember Ask for the Wolfman?
0: Yeah, ask and that for was
1: That was Donna's father. And yes. so it'd be asked for the Wolfman, Ask for Donna. And now Marilyn, Donna's daughter, is running the show up there at Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Yes. So check that out. Um, and, and get all the details in the letter, which starts this week. So sign up now, if you don't mind. Left on red. No spaces, by the way. Just left on red. 22828 is the number. Left on red. 22828. And we will get you uh, the letter. All right. So. Remember the conversation we had. About me courtroom hopping. At the Fulton County Courthouse. In downtown Atlanta. I caught a lot. People just had a lot of questions.
0: Uh, Understandably.
1: About my hobby. Of enjoying the justice system and wanting to be involved in the justice system.
0: One person likened it to a serial killer. Who was that? Hans's wife. <laughs> she said that anybody who would go sit in a courtroom and like, it's just, it's weird behavior. It's odd behavior.
1: And one of the biggest twists of my entire life, let me tell you what happened when we were at the auto show at the Georgia World Congress Center. I'm walking with Olivia. You and Charlotte had gone to get a pizza or something. I'm walking with our 16-year-old daughter, Olivia, who is very interested in law enforcement and criminal justice and wants to do that as her career. And she sees a couple of police cruisers on the floor at the of, World of, Congress. At the auto show, yeah. And she says, Daddy, let's go over there. I said, absolutely. Sweet. Let's walk over here and see what's going on. Well, it was the Fulton County Sheriff's Department, the F, uh, Fulton County SO. And they were doing, uh, like, just had a couple cruisers on display and doing a little, you know, had information about hiring and and, and stuff like that. And so we walk over. And about this time, you and Charlotte are about to hook back up with us as we're, you know, we're walking on the floor of the World Congress into the auto show. And I look to my right and I recognize the deputy. I recognize the deputy because this deputy was the same female officer who was in the courtroom when I was copping at the Fulton County Courthouse, and in particular, remember the story about the crying baby. Yeah, I told. This was the bailiff in that courtroom for that. Um, it wasn't a trial But for that uh, That case
0: yeah, Proceeding You were so excited When you saw her that What are the odds Donna I know but your energy Was like I think it overwhelmed her At first Because she had no idea Who you were
1: She did Not at first She did
0: Until you sort of Gave her some Background information
1: no. I walked by her And I stopped And I did a back step, Literally did a back step And I turned And I looked at her And she kind of Looked at me I said I didn't point my finger I said Did I I didn't mean yeah, to well. I said Were you a bailiff Tuesday on the fourth floor of the Fulton County courthouse, and she kind of looks at me straight. She doesn't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, you know, because at this she hadn't quite put it together. At this. Right, she do she recognized me, but she didn't know. Imagine the people she sees. Right, and so, um, turns out this was her. Yes, this was her Donna. I know we're in a city of six point two million people. I happen to be with my family at the. Atlanta Auto Show, the Georgia World Congress Center with 500,000 square feet of floor space, and I walk by the deputy who is representing the Fulton County Sheriff's Department on the floor at the auto show, when you know I have been thinking about entering law enforcement.
0: Right. No, I, Well, and I'm a big believer in life, and you know this, that there's nothing is a coincidence. Nothing in life is a coincidence. This
1: can't be. Turns out this deputy... Works in the HR department. She was just filling in. Yeah, she's head Tuesday. of HR. Tuesday. Yeah. Not head. I brought oh. a card. She's not the head of HR. But she has a lot to do with hiring, which is why she was at the auto show that day. Right. You know, pitching the SO, the sheriff's office, and, uh, you know, taking names. And, hand. I brought my pamphlets in today. Which I made you take. Well, you actually got them for me. Yes. From the table and handed them to me, which she thought was hysterical.
0: Well, because, it, I mean, listen, it, we've talked about it. It's obviously. A passion of yours. And you know what? Why not make it a career, make some money off of it?
1: Here's my question. See, that's what you that's all you care. You don't care about my happiness. You just want me to find a job where I have insurance and a steady income.
0: That's not true. It is. No, it's it not. Is. No, it's yeah. not. It is. No, it's not. It is. I want you to be happy, but I'm thinking, why not combine your hobby yeah. and a job at the same time?
1: Her name is Deputy Alicia Robinson. And we connected. And it seriously, was one of the biggest twists. in what are they? I just I couldn't believe it that we would run into we'd be reunited as fellow Leos, law enforcement officers.
0: Oh, I was going to say I'm a Leo. You're not a Leo. You're a Gemini.
1: Leos are what we refer to ourselves. As those that carry the badge or have a desire to carry the badge, like myself. I have already ordered my badge, though. I didn't tell you this on Amazon. Oh boy, to become a processor, right? Because I think that's where I may start. I'm not quite sure. I think you make a lot more money as a. a, a, a Individual process server, serving warrants out of your truck they're working $4 an hour for the Fulton County Sheriff's Office.
0: In a previous pod, we talked about how we, you know, delivered a subpoena, which we found out later. it's illegal. No, no, we're not talking about that? Let's not say that. You can't do a, you can't deliver a subpoena in a pizza box.
1: So I am considering a career in law enforcement and specifically with the Fulton County Sheriff's Office uh, and under the leadership of Fulton County Sheriff Theodore Ted Jackson and Olivia, our sixteen-year-old, and I had a conversation about this over the uh, just a couple of days, a few days ago, about the fact that I was contemplating, and I still am. I don't know if I want to become a marshal or if I want to become a sheriff's deputy. A marshal, and this is no disrespect to the marshals at all. I think that their workload is a little less because you, you, it's here. Yeah, I go digging a hole, but it's um. I think that I would have a better shot at telling the marshal service or the marshal's office that, you know, I, listen, I'm kind of a special case. I have carpool. I'm going to have to work a special schedule that I create. I'd prefer to be based out of the North precinct in, uh, off highway nine in Roswell. Why you laugh? Because I'm not going to have time to come down to the courthouse every day. And there's a precinct right there near the old, um, Tom jumper Chevy on highway nine. And so I'm thinking that I could run. The North Precinct for the Fulton County Marshals. My big concern is the fact that Marshals, because I've researched all this, Donna. You see, you think this is a joke, and it's I not. I do not. Marshals are in charge of transporting prisoners. I have a concern about that. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm all about that. I don't know that I want to transport prisoners
0: in and your it, car or like do you no, have to drive Donna,
1: in a van. In a van, or? a transport wow. van. I used to run into the marshal every morning at the Quick Trip on Haynes Bridge at four o'clock in the morning because I'd stop every day at QT on Haynes Bridge.
0: We've got an inn.
1: And the marshal would be there because he was going to go pick up the inmates to take them back downtown from the north precinct, and he would stop there and get him a coffee.
0: I wonder if this is not something like when I went to Georgia and I was trying to pick pick like my, what's what's my major going to be, and I remember sitting down and saying, "Okay, what major do I not have to have take a lot of math classes?" Mm-hmm. And they were like journalism. You know. Here I you signed am. Up didn't you? So I wonder with you If it's not which one Do you not have to like do a bunch of Physical fitness stuff for
1: Here are the requirements Okay, for the Sheriff's office I'm not going to read them all But their number one is uh, Physical agility exam
0: hmm.
1: Okay. Why do you say hmm?
0: Well I think you're ready for that You've been working out you're doing a lot of cardio And Colleen's going to get you ready for that With your assessment
1: A psychological exam hmm. okay. I'm more worried about that than I would be the Physical and agility exam. Okay. Uh, polygraph. I listen. I'm very transparent about my life. There's listen. You don't. There's not a thing about my life you don't know. Listening right now. And okay. So I think that I'll be okay with the polygraph exam. Fingerprinting, drug screening. Okay. Com- <laughs> All right. Background paperwork. And I think I read that for the sheriff's office, you, you can't have a felony, and misdemeanors are kind of on a case by case basis. They look away. I'm not saying that they look away. Okay. But I don't know what they consider the lowest of the low when it comes to misdemeanors. But I think I read somewhere that like those are negotiable. Your we misdemeanors. Should be fine there. Your misdemeanors are negotiable if you want to become a Leo for Fulton County. You get full benefits. I want to be able to take a cruiser home at night. I want to have a brand new light bar and squelch on the siren. What does that mean? Squelch is like the Oh, boy. As opposed to, yeah, there are different sounds that the sirens make. It depends on which I will.
0: I mean, I will say this, like you're very excited.
1: I'm very excited about it. It's going to be a challenging work, but I look forward to representing you and protecting Fulton County residents wearing the Fulton County badge and driving a cruiser.
0: Do you think they would have a problem with you? Like, Do you think that you're able to do podcasting while you do that?
1: Shaq is a deputized Leo here in the Atlanta area, and he has one of the most successful podcasts in the world. There you go. Olivia came up with that one.
0: That's great. We
1: were having this conversation about me making the transition to my third act, which is going to be law enforcement.
0: So, as you can see, it has nothing to do. The precedent's
1: been set by Shaq.
0: Right. So, it has nothing to do with me wanting you to make money and oh, have benefits. Donna. It's the fact that look at <laughs> Donna, Shaq. Donna, Donna, Donna. Look at Shaq. This man is incredibly busy and he has time to own, own Papa John's franchises. He, you know, works. He's
1: always cruising carnival.
0: Seriously. So, there's, I'm just saying, there's a lot of hours in the day. And I think this is, uh, this is a good possibility for you. I'm
1: excited about it.
0: I'm very excited. And I got to tell you, Hold like I'm all about a man in
1: a uniform. I bet you are. Yeah. Come on, I'll write your ticket.
0: Oh, i write you a ticket. I love it.
1: And there's just, I, law enforcement has been on my mind a lot recently. And two examples are, if you have not watched on Netflix, it's a new docu-series, six episodes called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. If you have not, it's very tough to watch. Gabriel was an eight-year-old kid. And he was let down because of defects in LA County in Los Angeles. And he, he, he died and uh, is a brutal, brutal murder. And the series is about the trials of uh, his mother and stepfather, but also the social workers with defects in LA County who let this kid down, who just didn't want to deal with the signs that were so clear. Because it took an extra step. They had to do a little paperwork or something. And as I watched this on Netflix, it made me pissed off for this little 8-year-old kid, Gabriel. And so that has also played into this current fury, Donna, about getting into law enforcement and helping out. 2020, last weekend, had an episode about a guy named, you may remember the story, Nick McGuffin. And Nick was accused and spent nine years in prison because... He was convicted of murdering his fifteen-year-old girlfriend, and it's a crime he didn't commit, and so he was let off. He was let out of prison, but only after losing nearly ten years of his life because a judge ruled recently that old DNA evidence that could have changed the verdict it could have changed the verdict ten years ago if the jurors had been allowed to hear it. See, I, I
0: think if you could, go, it's a shame. You can, you can. Here's the thing about your I'm second gonna, but, act.
1: Well, but as as a member of the law enforcement community. I'm going to work with 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 social services and defects and those that have been wrongly accused. Can that's you imagine great. the number of people in the world that are sitting in prison right now because they have been wrongfully accused? And so when I saw the Nick McGuffin 2020 episode last weekend and the fact that, um, you know he's been exonerated now, but it took ten years.
0: Well, there are law firms who just take on those cases,
1: and that's how his case came to light. And ultimately, now you're exactly right how he was released in prison. And the decision just came down in December.
0: See, I think ultimately you should go to law school.
1: I don't have time, or we don't have the money for you, law school. But see, that's I what don't. we talk
0: about on here. Is second act. There's always time, and there's always money to get to do your second act. But maybe start with law enforcement. See how that goes. I'm pumped about it. I am too. And then you could move over. You
1: know. Well, but if you work in law side. enforcement, like I plan on doing, let's just let's just say you can call me all. You can call me Deputy Daddy. Okay. Let's just assume the sale is going to get done. I'm going to do it. Okay. But you, you can help in all different aspects of criminal justice and in and, and problems like wrongful term you know, wrongful convictions and, and, and child abuse and, and and uh people in official positions if not even elected positions who are not on the up and up and who are um dirty. Who well, deal it's, dirty. It's, I mean, and, it's and, and that was uncovered love. during the trials of Gabriel Fernandez about the L.A. County defects about how these people were just dirty. And it was a scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. And it just exposed all of this. You really have to have some tough skin to watch it.
0: You do. And along you, the way, you have it. to. It's you,
1: worth it. because It's going to fire you up about. Protecting yeah. kids.
0: Well, and that's the thing along the way, you know, they, these people forgot that there were real humans involved. You know, and that there was a child involved. It was tough. I could hardly watch it. Um, but it it will get you fired up about people doing the right thing, for sure.
1: And I would like to say to Fulton County Sheriff Theodore Ted Jackson, I look forward to our partnership, my third act, as a deputized member of the Fulton County Sheriff's Office. Because I'm coming for you. I cannot wait. I'm coming for you. I cannot wait. You must get your accident injuries properly treated and documented. Here's why. No treatment, no case, no case, no cash. 800-HURT-911. A second opinion can get you first-rate compensation. Partner with the best attorneys in Atlanta if you have been injured uh, in a car accident. Do not think that because you feel okay right then at the time of the accident that everything's okay. Because what you may soon discover is that your body is not well. And if you have already signed a form with uh, the insurance companies and said, you know what, I'm cool, or if you've already signed off even on a phone call and they have an audio recording of you saying, I'm fine, um, it's going to be tough to get the compensation and and more, just as importantly, if not more important, the health assessments and and, and to get your well-being back to where it was prior to your, your actions. It's going to be tough to do that if you have already said to someone, you know what, I'm cool, I'm fine, let's just move on and pretend like this didn't happen. Do not let that happen to you. 800-HURT-911. Car accident, yes, it is first 911 call. No question about that. Then call 800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. 800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. Because the injuries you don't see are often the most devastating, which can keep you from working, making money, basically. affect your quality of life. Medical bills are going to be piling in and piling in. 800-HURT-911 is the number. Pod pop peep, pod peeps for this particular episode of my second act. What do you got?
0: Um, So I have one of our pod peeps today is Greg Whitson. And he's a friend of ours who um, also coached Olivia at some point in softball. Um, And again, proud, uh, proud girl, dad, he has two daughters, Madison and Ansley. And he texted me today and just said, listen, I'm so enjoying your second act. You guys second act. Um, I found the podcast and he said he had started, you know, From the beginning, which that's the great thing about the podcast that we've talked about, is the episodes do not go anywhere. You don't have to start with the most current one. You don't have to start with the first one. You can start wherever you want um, and listen to them at any time. So um, he texted me and said, Greg did, and said that he's really enjoying it. And he has... One of his daughters, Madison, goes to UGA, and he is waiting for Ansley to decide where she's going to go. She's got a lot of opportunities in front of her. So, thanks, Greg, for reaching out.
1: And there's so many, you know, happens. We hear it a lot. I'm just now discovering the podcast. So, if um if you're somewhere and you want you'd recommend it to me a lot to us.
0: Yeah, you're never too late to the party.
1: Anything else you got? Any other well, podcasts? So,
0: tell us about. I want to talk about the um the people that you took the photo with. I love that story.
1: When we were at the auto show at the World Congress Center, it made me feel so good that that so many people came by and said, loving the podcast, or what are you doing? Yeah, it was fun. And there was one particular, I want to find it. There was one particular family that came by, and we had met at a Live on the Lot event at Carl Black in Kennesaw, in Florida Georgia Line were there. Live on the Lot events is something we used to do, and it's where artists would literally, they'd. Put on this huge stage at the corner of the dealership right there on Parkway Roberts Boulevard. Yes. And would stop traffic, some of these acts. like I think there were 10,000 people there for Florida Georgia Line. That yeah. And
0: then Carl Black would just pull down all the tailgates and people would sit on them. They'd have drinks and hot dogs and everything. And we've done some really cool ones through the years. I mean, I remember, we'll have to talk about those at some point. We could do a whole segment on that. Like, you know, literally Brad Paisley played one of these. in the service department. the service department. I remember that. We just brought him by. He was like a newcomer and the label was like, could you get him out? You know, in front of a couple of people were like, well, we'll take him up to Carl Black and let him, we'll bring in. I was always a go-to. Yeah, we'll cater in lunch and Michael let us bring him out there. And sure enough, he did. And he was amazing. But I mean, I remember, and I know you do too, sitting across from him. He was so tired after he played. He was sitting in the chairs. And like the service areas, sound asleep. But we've done a ton of them. We've done Jason Aldine, And so Florida Georgia Line did a huge one out there. Back in
1: 2003, and the Harmon yeah. family were there. And they took a photo of, uh, Mom Harmon took a photo of their two sons and myself in front of the stage before Florida Georgia Line. The two sons and Mom were at the auto show. And the dad. When we were there. Yeah. And so we staged the exact same photo, but seven years later.
0: Longer than that. 2003. Right?
1: Was it two thousand three? I don't know. Well, two thousand thirteen. Whatever. Well, I it think was it was thirteen. Lot.
0: Thirteen. Yeah.
1: But seven years. How many years later? We staged the exact same photograph with the sons. They're grown. The, the, they are, and so <laughs> was, if you get a chance, it's a really cool photo. It was. It was a career photo. There's no question about that, and it's on my Instagram account at ATL Cadillac. So thank you to the Harmon family. Clearly, have been uh, since two thousand thirteen is what my Harmon wrote. Yeah, and, and they were
0: just—they were just a fun family to meet.
1: Harmons have been Cadillac Jack fans for a long time. Pick on the left, taken in 2013. Pick on the right, taken today. The Atlanta Car Show. If you haven't already, go listen to his uh, podcast, Cadillac Jack: My Second Act, with his wonderful,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with his wife Donna. I'm kidding. She writes that, with his wonderful wife Donna. We love it, and we appreciate. It. You got a little edge today. Uh, today's not a good day. And uh, Earl Darby, I don't know Earl, but he's a pod peep for this particular episode because I just found this on Facebook and thought it was great. It's a picture I've seen a couple of places now, but it's like one of those outdoor signs. For a shop, you know, where they can write any use the different yeah. letters. It, the says, letters around. it says shop local because Amazon won't sponsor your kids' ball team. Isn't and that I thought, the truth, damn, then? that is so true. But it's true. Shop local because Amazon won't sponsor your kids' ball team.
0: And you know what? That's a great um, that's a great thing to talk about with our sponsors. We've said it before, is every single one of these sponsors are local businesses. They invest in our communities. Don is a huge investor in Gainesville. Dr. Brian Veal invest in Forsyth County in this community. Um, Colleen, huge investor in Alpharetta, Milton. Tracy Cousineau, huge investor, all around. So, um, please, 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 give shop local. Yeah, shop local. It does make a difference.
1: Zach Seba, you may remember Zach from the from the voice, very talented, talent, talent, young man. And uh, his dad reached out to me as we were on our way here today, and uh, said, "Listen, I love the podcast. Uh, Love your new podcast." Hope you'll be here for Zach's show April 24th. And Zach Sebaugh is doing a show at the Strand Theater on April 24th, downtown Marietta.
0: In Marietta. Yeah, that's so great.
1: Think about that. Um, who else do we want to say hello to? Let's, well, talk, let's, about,
0: let's talk about who introed the show.
1: The George and Tammy of the Buckboard Country Music Showcase. <laughs> Kenda Johnson and Mark Wills intro today's show. The Tim and Faith of the Buckboard. The June and John, the Naomi and Winona. And Mark would have been Winona and Kenda would have been Naomi.
0: <laughs> sure. I'll appreciate that.
1: Of the buckboard. The buckboard was a iconic country music club here in Atlanta, specifically in Smyrna, the corner of 41 and.
0: Delk, right? Is it Delk? Uh, Winnie Hill. Winnie Hill. And it was, it was in a shopping a strip store. mall. A strip mall.
1: I think now it's like a, 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 a Japanese hibachi grill place yep. or something. Through the years, the Buckboard hosted every country music artist that has. You, you were not a country artist until you played the Buckboard. Absolutely. Yes, that was and like a
0: badge of honor.
1: Kenda Johnson and Mark Wills, who intro the show today. Um, Kenda was a house singer, a member of the Buckboard Bandits, is what they were called. From 92 to 99, Mark Wills, before he signed his record deal with Mercury back in uh, the early. Late nineties, I think it was. Mark was uh, the lead singer of the Buckboard Bandits from like ninety two through the late nineties. Mark is uh, still a touring country artist today. Lives in Woodstock with he uh, has two beautiful daughters and his wife Kelly. I was at their wedding when they got married back in ninety six. They I met think was. At the buckboard. They did, yeah. Uh, so I asked Kenda um, the best concert that she ever attended at the Buckboard. We were going back and forth this week after they sent me the intro. For the show. And she said, The uh, best concert for me was the second time Garth Brooks was there. The first time he only sold 50 tickets.
0: How about that?
1: Second time there were more standing in line outside than inside. I remember when Billy Ray Cyrus played the buckboard and John Galuccio who owned the buckboard, managed Mark Wills's career, one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life and who taught me a lot.
0: Yeah, he was kind he of here like when a, I was
1: 19 years old. He was
0: like a dad to you in a way, he was. here, you know, because you were so young.
1: And um I remember that John Galusio, he had a great ear for country music. So he would book these artists before they became huge. And Achy Breaky Heart had not hit yet. Right. And I think John Galusio, back, I was here, it was was after 94, probably 96, 97. I remember John Galusio paid $5,000 to get Billy Ray Cyrus as an unknown artist. Well, between the time that John Galusio had sent his deposit (laughs) to Billy Ray Cyrus' people and the time he played, what hit?
0: Achy Breaky Heart.
1: Billy Ray Cyrus' people called back wanting like $50,000. And Mark Galuccio said, you're crazy. I expect him to be here. We'll meet you at the back door, back the bus in, and we'll help you load out. And so Bill Ray Cyrus kept his word. Yeah. Because John Galuccio was... In Nashville, he was so well respected, and and in this business, there's so many people that aren't, or at least well, they I, pretend like you respect them to your face, but they don't.
0: And it was kind of like a family. People love John Galicia. The butt board was such a, it was like such a family too. I mean, you met one of your best friends there, Sandy, who was a bartender.
1: Mark Matt um, Holmes. Matt
0: Holmes, a, a who was lot a of D- my best DJ for a while, and um, Kendra's daughter told a funny story to us where um, Matt basically would babysit her up in the um
1: the dj booth up
0: in the dj booth when she was a little baby she said it wasn't ideal by any means but it, that's how back then that's how the buckboard was and john had this huge family that he treated you know he looked after everyone but he also was amazing with the artists who came in people they wanted to play him. there they, they knew they were going to get paid there was no funny business you know it was great we had a couple of program directors that lived over there if you remember
1: well john galusia what he would do to get personalities and in- to talk about the buckboard and the concert city because there were three concerts a week at the buckboard i I was one of those i lived there
0: i know yeah no but you (sighs) did i mean no but you did john
1: if you were a kicks personality you drank free yeah so listen who's not going to take advantage of free liquor and free drinks especially
0: at like your age yeah
1: and he would always say take care of my take care of my people and i'll take care of you and then we would all of course you never heard about any other concert in town Unless right. it was at the button board, on the kicks anyway. Well, yes.
0: And you're right. I mean, like the, the Dixie <laughs> Chicks played there. Well, absolutely, it. they did. Uh, Before
1: they were huge. Before
0: they were John huge. John had
1: such a great ear. He would book them. He would be like, you know what? That artist's going to take off. And I can remember many times going, you know, after hours, after the club had shut down, I'd be back in John's office with him. We'd just be talking. And, um, you know, he'd be listening to music, playing music. Caddy, what do you think about this song? What do you think about this artist? Or, you know, we talk about the chart that week, the music chart. And a lot of our conversations, you know, became uh, centered around Mark Wills, um, after Mark hit the road with, uh, with Bruce Johnson, Kenda's husband, Bruce Johnson was Mark's tour manager on the road during most of his career, but in the beginning because John Galuccio trusted Bruce.
0: Yeah. And Bruce is a great guy spent so much time away, you know, from his family out touring with Mark.
1: Kenda writes, uh, mostly sing at church. Now Bruce is a deacon at the church. My mom, Fanny. Still plays piano at our church and has for seventy eight years. They live in Palm County. Wow, Fanny's eighty five right now. I Aww. love. Fanny. I've always loved Fanny. She's still Fanny beat on the on She beat the Arby's. buckboard though, supporting her daughter Kenda and just Sweet. dancing up the storm. Um, one of the first times you were at the buckboard, it was late. <laughs> yeah, and we all were putting together those dang Jacobs ladders for Mark Wills. We all did whatever John Galuccio asked. He was the real man. Uh, and I remember that night John Galuccio promised us pizza and at the time I was 1921 starving starving It's not kid who would do anything for a piece literally anything for a piece of pizza Including putting decals on Jacob's Ladders Do you know what Jacob's Ladder is?
0: Yes, we'll talk about the song so in case people don't know well, that so. was the
1: song Mark's first release yeah. was Jacob's Ladder and yeah. so in order to get the interest of program directors to play the record Around America, you'd always send out. the labels still do this. a kind, kind of gimmick. It's a gimmick. And so for this song, for to launch Mark's career was a Jacob's Ladder. And we all put Mark on one side in letters. Like one block would be M-A-R-K and then W-I-L-L-S on the other side. And so the Jacob's Ladder, you know, it's where you have the, uh, like the ribbon or the string.
0: Yeah, with the wood blocks.
1: That uh, –
0: that was probably the, hard to do after the, a couple wood, of drinks. Uh, you think a couple of them had the wrong letters.
1: On I still have one that Mark autographed me. And and Mark was so good to me through the years. I have a platinum album up in the movie room that he yeah. gave to me after uh, his album on platinum. And he's still on the road. And uh, I get via text the show opener for for this episode from Kenda. And she said, Mark and I were together tonight talking about the podcast and wanted to do this for you guys.
0: Uh, so sweet.
1: And Kenda is running for office in paulden county and here's what's great on radio you could never do this because there's a law called the equal time act which means if i were to talk about Kenda johnson running for paulden county uh, clerk superior court clerk i would have to have her opponents on and give them equal time podcasting world i don't think you don't have to. is it i'm saying i'm being told you don't have to i can talk about Kenda and, and her campaign all day if i want <laughs> the beauty of podcasting but she is uh running as a republican Kenda, uh for paulden county clerk of superior court and wish her the best. And she's going to do well in that position. She's been in public office on County for a long, long time out there. She and Bruce and the family live out there, they sent me the picture of their their Christmas picture. There's the Santa Claus. Just oh, all I the family. It. And so to see all the kids and Fanny and the grandkids. And I think Ken told me that she and Bruce have four grandkids right now.
0: Isn't that something?
1: So, and, and these are the kinds of photos that I want you to see. And they'll be included in the weekly letter. That starts uh, in the next couple of days. You can sign up for it now.
0: And Bruce was always such a great road manager. He was so nice. Like, you know, sometimes road managers can be surly because, you know, they're the gatekeepers to the artist and the backstage and the meet and greets. But Bruce was always so nice, always smiling, anything he could do for you. You know, just a super, super nice guy. Good looking guy, too. Everybody always talked about how good looking Bruce was. He was. I mean, Kendra's gorgeous, too, but, you know. Everybody talked about how good looking Bruce was. And so we need to have Mark on. We're going to, we talked about having that one time and kind of talked to him about the life of a touring artist. And because, you know, when he was out on the road, he had young kids and he was gone a lot. But um, he, he received an Academy of Country Music Award, didn't he?
1: He was top new male vocalist. Yeah. Back in the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, joined the Opry, was inducted into the Opry January of last year, 2019. Still very active with touring and, Uh, If you're not familiar with Mark and you're you're listening to the podcast, uh, Jacob's Ladder was his first song. You may remember Don't Laugh at Me was a huge hit for me, not for him. Um, 19-something, six weeks at number one. And I'll tell you a story about 19-something. Bruce and I were always good friends as well. And I remember Bruce and I were riding around one day and he played me two songs. And he said, Candy, I want you to be very honest with me about what song you think will work best at radio. And we're just riding around Cop County one afternoon. I was doing nights, had nothing to do during the day. And one of the songs was 19 something. And I forgot what the other one was. And we got done listening to both of them. And I turned to him and I said, if you do not release that first one, which was 19 something, if you do not release that first song, we heard you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. And 19 something they released like two weeks later and was a six week number one in a career record for Mark Wills and a, what we in country radio call a power gold. Is yeah. a song that will Continues to stand The test of time
0: I'm going to go rock that On the way home
1: Is that going to be Your, your post show yes. hype song Court That 57? is
0: such a great song
1: Have a small ask of you three simple things If you don't mind Number one Hit the subscribe button So you don't miss anything Coming up Don't uh, forget that All the previous episodes Of the podcast If you're just getting to us And we do understand That there are so many people That are just starting to Find the podcast People that are rolling in and 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 many begin their podcast journey With the most recent episode And if that's you Then hello Welcome to this one But when you have time Remember that you can go back to episode one and listen anytime you'd like because podcasts never go away. They are like radio. You can pause and listen when you want to and pick back up. Uh, number two, rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod if you've already done that. Many thanks to you. Encourage a friend or coworker to uh, to do the same. And number three, show our sponsors some love.
0: Um, Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT.
1: Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Or now, ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn.
0: And then 1-800-HURT-911. Car accident, it's a 911 call. Call one 800 hurt 91 to get the very best representation. At
1: Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Brand new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network.